You're listening to Dr. Leslie Inspires, a show where we empower mothers by raising their level of awareness, discussing tough mother-son issues that everyone knows exists, but no one is talking about. Dr. Leslie is joined by Mr. Wayne, who provides insight from a male perspective. To learn more about us, visit our website at www.drlesleyinspires.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Leslie. Welcome, everyone, to the Dr. Leslie Inspires podcast, where we inspire, empower, and educate mothers who want to transform their relationship with their son. And so today, we are continuing the conversation from last week with Mr. DeShane, and uh, he has graced us with his presence once more because he had such a strong conversation that we had to have him back to continue, and he was willing and able to help you. So uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get started in prayer so that we can get right into it. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, O oh God, for Mr. Shane coming on in and continuing to have the conversation that would bless another mother and perhaps bless another son. We know that so many of us are struggling in quiet desperation. So I just ask that you would anoint his words right now, uh, giving him the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that he needs to just minister to the needs of your people. And we just thank you, O oh God, and we will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Amen. All right, Mr. DeShane. So, you know, last time we talked, um, it was such a powerful conversation. And I just wanted to focus on a question that I know so many people have. And I'm gonna ask this because I know a lot of people with the same exact struggle, but uh, you seem to have found the answer. That question is, uh, you said that you love your mother from a distance or you love her from afar. How are you able to do that? And we're not talking about physical distance. We could be talking about physical distance, but that's not what you're talking about. It's kind of both because how mm -hmm. I do it, let's say if she calls, well, I don't answer at that time, or I tell her I call her back because I don't want it to be an argument, or I pick a day that I want to go up there to see her. And, you know, you do it on your time, you don't do it on her time. So let's say if she calls, I might not answer. I see it, I might be at work, or I might be doing something, but I do call her back. What is your rationale for not doing it on her time? Because I would like to have a conversation with her without arguing. So is it guaranteed that there's going to be an argument if she calls? Yes, it is. It's always. In your adult years, do you get more respect from your mother? It's kind of hard to tell because sometimes I feel like she's going back to the old her. Or sometimes I feel like she's doing it on purpose. It depends on the day or depends on really her. So does she have this challenge with everybody or is it just you? She's more patient with everybody else than me. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't answered that, but I, I think I do, but I don't at the same time. That's just a, I think because I look like my dad. Oh. 
Ooh, that's a podcast within itself. Another oh. movie. Uh, I look like my dad and I act like him and my everything. Just, I just like him, sound like him. Oh, wait. So oh. from birth? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, when I look back at my pictures and stuff, I kind of, I got my, my dad, I look like my mom. But as I got older, I looked like my dad. But I did some of the stuff that my dad do when I was younger, so she didn't like it. Trying to find the best way to ask this question. So does she not like your dad? She wishes things to happen with my dad. Yeah. She opened up and told me what she wished happened. So other things that happened to her, whatever the case is. But it's like, then I asked my dad. She turned around and it was a, it was a lie. So it's like, I can't believe nothing she's saying. Well, I believe certain things, but not things pertaining to my dad. Okay. So your dad, he's been able to move on. Right, and she has. Okay. Mm-hmm. So loving her from a distance, you have been able to, it sounds to me like you've done what I talk about, the strategies that I talk about in my first book, Setting Boundaries uh, with your son, but you've done this with your mom. And one of the things that I try to tell mothers is they can love their son without doing everything for him. They can love their son and not feel guilty because there's so many different layers of loving a son. Your situation is a little different, but it still encompasses so many of the challenges that mothers have. Yours is just slightly different, but it's the same. You know, the problem ultimately is it hinders young men from growing up, being who God has called them to be. And so- Well, you, that part, no, because it didn't hinder me at, at the time. Well, I was about to say, you you were able to recognize it at a certain point and come right. out of it. So you were really, really blessed. And I want to ask, when did you actually see it and know that you had to make a change? Actually, when I left your school, I went to Miller's, but then I always had my dad, too, to help me out and guide me when I was younger. What happened when you went to Miller's? No, um, I started getting more confidence and stuff. You were around more males? Male, well, not male figures, but boys, I would say. <laughs> okay. And I asked my mom, why you put me in the school? She's like, male figures, but I was like, I have my dad. But I didn't want to go to that school. Believe it or not. So, because I had no choice. Right. <laughs> and perhaps different things from everybody and everything I needed. And I enjoyed that school. But, well, I realized it, but I didn't. I thought she was just me being a kid. Oh, she's being mean to me for no reason. I don't know why. But I always had the guidance from my dad. And I always, you know, called him or whatever the case was when I had doubt. Because she would say things like, your dad don't love you and all that stuff, this and that. But, and then when she said that, I told my dad. And he was like, next time she said it, call me. And I did. And he was like, no, Shane, that's not true. My dad was always up front and blunt with me and told me everything, not everything, but anything I asked. So it was like, I mean, I had that, you know, I always had that what if. I never yeah. had that what unless I wanted to go through it by myself. But I started to do it on my own type. Uh, when I was 21, 22. But I started to more, like, I guess, pour more wisdom into it when I 
when I was probably 16, 17, but I'm far more wisdom into it when I was like 21, 22, probably younger, but that's when I can think back. Think. Okay. Did you compare yourself? Did, did you start seeing a difference between your situation and other people's situation and were able to come up with some kind of conclusion or hypothesis that something is quite different here? No, because I never brung it to work or, or no, I never brung it to school. Nobody knows. So I was always a happy guy. I was always that person that always made people, you know, come. I wasn't all, but I wasn't always down. It never, I never was that person to show what was wrong with me, but if it was something wrong with me, they would know because I was mm-hmm. quiet or I was quiet, and everybody know me as nah, Shane. What's wrong with Shane? Why is he quiet? Type, and I'm still like this today. So you love your mother, but you have <laughs> learned how to love her from a distance, physically and emotionally, mm-hmm. and some of that distance is self-preservation. Mm-hmm. So in your self-preservation, do you ever say, Mom, I love you? Or does she ever tell you that she I loves said, you? I said it. No, she says it. And then oh, she does tell you? She says it, but then I kind of say it low. And I just, because I don't, I don't, sometimes I don't, well, it's going to sound harsh, but sometimes I don't believe it. You sometimes feel like she's just saying it just to be saying it? Say it, but I actually mean it when I say it. So I believe she don't mean it when she says it. I know that's weird to say, but. Yeah, I think what it is, she loves you. And, you know, one of the things that I'm hoping happens through my podcast and through my courses and books, I am praying that some women get free. They're able to see themselves in the conversation that's being had. And they can say, wow, well, that's me. I do that. Because many times the barrier that is up is from a childhood wound that has been covered up for so long and it hasn't been dealt with. And it manifests itself through the relationship with her son. And so I believe that she loves you, especially if she's saying it through all the hurt and pain mm-hmm. that she is has probably endured. And I'm only saying that because you don't get this way by, by just by just because that's the way you are. Something happened. Right. And I, I tell this, well, everybody that I open up to, I tell this, well, no, I told this to... I tell this to people that, you know, that's close. I was 17, 18, probably. And my pastor uncle came and his wife came down to Atlanta. And me and my mom had another, I'll call it episode, but, um, and I broke her down. I was like, mom, you're going to have to deal with what you had to deal with when you was younger, whatever that is. Even though I knew what it was, I like for people to tell me so they can hear themselves, like you just said. So I was like, whatever you've gone through. And my uncle looked at me like, what? How did, you know, he's doing this, the stuff that I can see in his face, like, like, 
changes it like a different breed. They always say I'm different, whatever the case. <laughs> but I said, Mom, you're gonna have to fix whatever whatever you still broken from because this you ain't gonna have nobody keep acting like this. Whatever you, what are you talking about, Shane? Whatever you going through, whatever you went through in your childhood, you need to um, let that go because I ain't do nothing to you. And and she was like, "What are you talking about, Shane?" And then I said it because I kept because she knew what I was talking about. And I was getting frustrated because I was pacing. You and said it in front of the people. I said it in front of my uncle and my um auntie. Yeah, I said it in front of them. So they did they know? Already? Yeah, my uncle knew what I was talking about. My aunt knew what I was talking about. Okay. They knew, and my mom knew. That's why my wisdom side told me to say it. When I spoke first, my wisdom side is the side that is blunt also, but also tells you, it's blunt, tell you the truth, but also when I, when God comes out of me as well. It's called the the yoke destroying, burden removing power of the anointing. Correct. So, and she looked at me like, "How did you know that?" So, and then I went to my room because I got tired. So you felt yourself emotionally drained at that moment. Every time I leave the house or whatever the case is, it was like an equator to one point to the door, and that's when I take a big breath and go in the house. Cause I can feel the energy in the house. Like I don't want to go through. That's why I can't. I believe that's why I had two jobs, so I won't have to, you know, run into my mom. Or that's why I play basketball till the sun come down, or to the last bus. I I kept up with time with a bus schedule, into the bus. That's why I uh, walk around downtown, clear my head, head when I was younger. Wow. So by the time you got home, you maybe just ate, took a shower, and went to bed. That was it. And she was in her room, probably asleep or just chilling or playing tennis. So it was like, okay, I knew my mom's schedule. So let me shy away, not shy away from her, but keep my distance so I can keep my energy and my wisdom attacked because yelling is a lot of energy and I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. And then I told my mom, I'm not going to keep you up. I'm not, I told her, I tell her now, for, uh, since I, I'm old enough now, when I was in her door, I'm not going to keep yelling at my mama. No, that's, that's not a man, I should say. And then I told my mom, I'm, like, I'm not going to keep yelling at you. And I'm not going to keep dealing with the hurt that you try to put on me. I didn't do nothing to you. Keep doing this. You're gonna, you ain't going to have nobody. And I told her that. Even though I didn't want to say that, she had to hear. Most of the stuff you, most of the stuff you um, don't want to say, you have to say so the other person knows you're serious and you actually do care. It's not that they don't care because you said, "Oh, you're not gonna have nobody look at you now." Da, 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 da. No, it's just in telling her, "Mom, stop doing," because it's hurting me at the same time. Right. Oh yeah, and my mom. Be one to talk and have mama. After we clear, uh, after we uh finish talking, she want to say, oh, so da, 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 let's go back to, you know, talking once we da, 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 da. What's your love language? And I'm telling her the stuff that, you know, what's, you know, I'm telling her, but she's still not listening and she's throwing it in my face. So the reason why this is the why I got my place 
as soon as I got it, I could get it. I took one step at a time and um, day by day and kept working for it and I got it. So now this is how I love it for a distance. Well, I got my own place, I don't have to really. I loved it for a distance for when I was going, when I was able to take the bus, work and all that. That was loving for a distance as well. But I didn't take it like that because as I'm talking to you now, I see now that's what I was doing back then too, but I'm doing it even more now because I don't live in a house and stay. I go over there like once a week and when I see her phone calls, I don't answer until I feel like I'm ready to have a conversation with her when I feel like she don't, when is when I feel like it. So when you see her name pop up, is it kind of like, ugh? Yeah, when I hear that ringtone, she has a ringtone. And when I hear I'm like, oh, <laughs> or I look at it like, okay, I answer. And then as soon as we talk, it's like five minutes. I'm just trying to have a conversation with you. I know. I'm just, all right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. And I just hang up. So probably when she calls, her intentions are good. It's just something about. Mm. Do you think it could be control? She can't do it no more. She, <laughs> she no can't. longer has that control. She don't. And she try to get it out. Sometimes it wins. Like, I, it's this is so sad. But when I, uh, my grandmother died, it was my auntie's birthday. Um, so I didn't call it for her birthday. So um, I was at work and she called me. She was like, why you ain't calling your auntie for her birthday? I said, mom, my grandmother died. She was like, still being one-sided. Well, you still should have called her to tell her that? No, mom, no. I called her, the, I called my aunt the next day and said, happy belated birthday. Mm-hmm. Like, not the day she, so it was like two days after her birthday. I said, happy belated birthday. And she knew my grandma passed. I think she, I think my um dad told me. But, you know, we got a small circle, so everybody knows my, you know. Mm-hmm. But, and then my mom, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, well, you know, my mom uh, was just yelling. I'm like, Mom, you can't be one-sided. You got to understand that I'm going through something right now. But I didn't even say that to her. Well, I tried to, but she was over-talking. So I was just like, I got to go to work. And I went on to work. So it's like, she's not listening, but she, yeah, her attention's good, but at at times, she's trying to be, I see what her point of view is, but she's not, she's only one-sided. So she's not going to understand nothing. Cause she thinks she's right, or she want to get whatever she got out. Wants to say out and not let the other person talk. So, do you think you all's relationship would improve if she listened to you more? You can listen, but you you also gotta retain it. Not just listen for that moment, all right? Because that's what she do. She listen for that moment, and then forget everything she said. And then when I when I quote what she said. She's like, and she can't say nothing, but she says something anyway to rebuttal it. So it's like, I can't win for lose. Well, you've made some good points here. Hope I did. 
Yeah, yeah, you really, you really did. There are so many young men going through the exact same thing that you are talking about in one form or another. So mm -hmm. I really appreciate your candidness and your ability to be transparent. It shows a lot of growth, a lot of growth. And I have to be honest, I that's a struggle for a lot of men. They get trapped. Yeah. Um, like I tell, I gotta tell everybody, uh, like my dad, when we talk about it, it's like a venom. It consumes you and you can't let it consume you. So you gotta get out of that situation. Don't titty tat, don't um one foot in, one foot out, because it's still gonna yeah, you healed, but you're going back to the person that, you know, got scars. So you're not really healing if he's going back and forth and not completely healing. Right. And there um, may be some places, some people never get healed. So it's a lifetime of adjusting to a new normal of how do you survive loving your mother from a distance? So that you can um, keep your peace. And well, it's different ways to do it. I mean, I just do it that way because because it helps you to keep your peace. Yeah. And you found that peace is very important. Yeah. And it's crazy because I was doing it in the house too. Like when I close the door or you know, different things. And I'm and I'm that's what make you make me look back and see. Like really, goodness, I did it too. even when she was in the house. So I mean, if anybody wants uh me to talk or whatever, I'll come to the school or whatever the case is one day. Okay. And then everybody, let's say if I'm trying to get a new relationship or anything. I was or, just about to go there. <laughs> or a, or a friendship with a homeboy or something. I tell them right off, uh, you know, I'm cool, like baby, I know that, but I also can be serious at at the end of the day. So if you need anybody to talk to, I'm here. And I just told one of the young ladies that. So it's like, and I got to let them know I'm like serious. So I'm, you feel like because of your situation, you it has made you more, it has made you more of a role model and a help yep. mentor to people who may be hurting? Mm-hmm. I was always so like can Have you found that you, you can identify those people. Right off the like, bat. There's something about you that attracts to that kind of person. Right off the bat. What about females? Do you look for little wounded birds? I don't even, and it's crazy. I don't even know they, well, yeah. I'm not, sometimes I don't know they wounded because the guard is up, but I can tell. And it's That's like, also a sign that they're wounded. Mm -hmm. I can tell, but from the inside looking in, you gotta, it's, it's, different ways that people talk or it's social security also made me um understand body language and all that other stuff but i used to know all women right off the bat because of my mother mm. and my ex um she was still trying to heal and i knew she was and we was healing together but you know some things can't work out but yeah. uh, i mean i i can tell right off the bat when somebody's hurting or Got something on their mind. I, I'm a good energy reader, a good. And somebody just told one of my um coworkers just told me that today. He was like, "Bro, you can you can read energy real good, man. You can read somebody's body language real good." 
Because you've had to do it for so long. Right. And then I picked up a, a, a career with that. So it's like, boom. It, it, it's, it's just like a, a memory. It's muscle memory for me. It's like, a, um, mm -hmm. yeah, so. I just want to encourage you, too, to make sure that you're keeping the Lord, just continuing to pray to him. Because sometimes when we do so much for other people, you know, there comes a place where you start thinking, like, who's doing anything for me? That's you know, crazy. you, you just, still have to be taken care of. And that's what I, I was like, hey, man, I know a lot of people come to you and talk to you about their problems or whatever the case is. Doesn't that energy or their, you know, the energy or whatever the energy drain you, drain you and over? He was like, yeah. And don't you wish you can get talk to somebody else or, but you don't want to put that on them because that is, it's like a hundred pound weight, even though I can pick a hundred pound weight, just, you just holding all day. He was like, yeah, but you want to put them on, put it on them, right? He's like, yeah. And I was like, dang. So yeah, it was, it was cool that I can, can relate to somebody and actually, yeah, and actually talk to them about different things and, yeah the lord is always listening and it sounds so cliche-ish but it's true so oh, yeah i know and that yeah okay well i think we're gonna wrap it up here is there one thing that you would like to say to a mother to just kind of encourage, inspire, empower her? Just just one word of wisdom or one golden nugget. I'm going to say my favorite word. Miss said it on me. Undefeated. Undefeated. I'm going to keep saying that. Undefeated. Because you wouldn't have made it this far. So just look within and promise you, you can talk to somebody about it. If you don't feel like they care or whatever the case is, they most likely they're your friends for a reason. So open up to them or therapy, I guess. I don't know. But me, I don't like out therapists. I can just talk to a friend. I feel like I can talk to a friend. But it's about pay money when you have friends that actually care and listen and not for a dollar. But yeah, that's why I have friends. So I can talk to them. The other part of the friend part is if you do therapy, they are getting paid for that. And you can't lift that 100 pound weight onto somebody who can just keep it there. Opposed right. to a friend who can who can also take in what you're saying, you know. But also, they won't take it as, uh, you know, no, nah, Shane is actually, you know, they actually, I feel like they actually care and won't. They won't care because they'll understand where I'm coming from. They have more, you know, I feel like they have more care. And, you know, I don't think it will be more of a weight barrier for them because they won't. I don't know. It's I feel like they won't have a weight barrier. I don't know. My okay. friend. Yeah. yeah, as long as you got the right friend, you know. Right. That's what, that's what I'm saying. They're your friends for a reason for that many years. So you won't, you know, won't second guess so when you talk to your best friend, mm -hmm. I know I was, I would filter myself and put a wall up when I talk to a therapist because I don't know you like that. Why am I right. talking? Not why am I talking to you, but why, why, why would I need to open up to you? Because you got a, a, a certificate and you can talk to me, you know? 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. This Good point. Because uh, if you feel that way, how many other people feel that way? You know? Right. So thank you for sharing that. So, okay. Well, we will end on that note. I want to thank you once again for coming and gracing us with your presence, with the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding um, to help empower, educate, uh, inform a mother and or a son. So you never know who's listening. So I just thank you again for uh, being transparent and being open with some serious issues that so many people are struggling with. I, I thank you a uh, hundred times over. You so uh, we're going to end now and I'm going to end in prayer. Actually, can you uh, close us out in prayer? Yeah. Um, I thank you for this day. Thank you for getting me through this day. Thank you for letting me be undefeated until this day. Uh, thank you for mother, moms and dads. Um, thank you for putting me on this earth. Jesus name, amen. 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 All right, Deshane, thank you so much. Until the next time, God bless and keep you. We'll talk soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dr. Leslie Inspires. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Also, for more content and resources, please be sure to visit our website, www.drlesleyinspires.com. We'll see you in the next episode.